In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Zone Van Helsing. With me all the way from West East Bridgewater, the blonde Vonshaw herself, Miss Ann Kerrigan. Well, good evening. How are you? Good. See, I, I learned that from the, the British. You know, that's why they, they get their shows so long out there, because they talk so freaking slow. <laughs> <laughs> they spit every word out. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. Right. I can never understand them. <laughs> I, it sounds to me like they're talking like a million miles an hour. British. Really? Oh, well, it depends. If you talk about the Scots or the Irish, then it's different than the, the British. That's, ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you got to know all this stuff. Well, you're more worldly than I am, Ron. Right, right, right. Wow. <laughs> right, right. So uh, this guy goes into a bar, right, and he saw, uh, speaking of the British, he saw uh, two uh, women in plaid sitting at the bar, and he says to his friend, I says, I bet you they're Scottish. So he goes over and says, are you ladies Scottish? He, he said, of course not. We're from Wales. I just killed it. <laughs> Whatever. I heard that on a stupid radio. I blew it. All right. I'm the like, with that? yeah, with right. Where are we going with this? I was going to go, well, whatever. We're going to go to somewhere else, I think. Cause uh, okay. Where are we going to go? There, I don't oh know. Anyway, uh, for those who haven't, uh, you know, signed up for the newsletter, the newsletter will be going out this week. So you get the cool newsletter with uh, Val Ventura and her Beyond Bazaar and mm-hmm. uh, Karen Ruck in her book, who, by the way, she's uh, reviewing uh, Christian Day's book this oh, month. So, nice. Yeah, yeah, I told her to be good because uh, <laughs> I wouldn't piss him off. I, I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> and along with article from Thomas D'Agostino and the picture of the month and all that cool stuff and maybe cemetery tripping, just maybe. You, you'll so, have your cemetery tripping. Don't so you worry, you pretty we, little we head. See. We will see. So we actually have a great show to, right uh, tonight. We always have a great show. Come on. 
But speak about that. Have you seen the figures? They're crazy. They're absolutely crazy. I don't know what people have been. I don't know. It's a full moon. You know, maybe maybe Mercury's in retro again, and we couldn't get any other radio shows. I mean, <laughs> no, we're all done with that Mercury and retrograde stuff. It's, it's so phenomenal. The, the yeah. figures for the past uh, six weeks that have the high. We keep breaking the record. I mean, I looked at it today. It was ah, whatever. Wow. Yeah. And it's certainly not me, and so it must be the blonde bombshell. That's fabulous, it. fabulous. It must be me. Yeah, Hell, okay. if it's not you, it must be me, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they want to hear all the wonderful Anyways, things that I say. Enough Come out of my mouth. Chat. Let's, let's bring our guests on. Yes, and please. I believe that the uh, Reverend is in the house. Reverend Tim, you there? I am here. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. Nothing. Great. How are you? Wait a minute. I'm, a remote, I'm going to remote view Ron. He's Uh-oh. having a great hair day. Not, oh, wait a minute. I've got to put my pants Hi, on. Hang on. Hey, oh, be careful. Be careful, Tim. He might scare you. Oh, he's, 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 uh, I, I've come up against uh, a few more, uh, scarier people than him. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah. my little sister Marla is in the, uh, chat room, so <laughs> I know that Marla Brooks is a lot scarier than Ron. Oh, <gasps> Andrew. Well, have you seen Marla in the morning? That's all I can say. Ooh, ah, oh, mm. You guys are harsh. <laughs> now you gotta anyway. watch out. Marla's a witch too. Now you know. She's yeah, I know. I've got my witch job buried in the backyard. I yeah. Ain't of no, I ain't afraid of no damn witch. Oh, you better be. You oh better be. no. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, for those who do not know Reverend Tim, and we'll talk about. Why he's a reverend, because I'd like to know that. But anyways, uh, Reverend Tim Shaw, who is the heir to the Shaw Supermarket Fortune. Uh, anyways, he, he hosts a great show on Pararex called The Black Cat Lounge. Isn't that correct, uh, Mr. Tim, it's Reverend Tim, Tim whatever you are? It's at uh, 8 p.m., and, uh, you know, we don't have, uh, you know, the great pedigree that you have, because Why? You haven't been on my show yet, which I'm extending the invitation out to you because Van Helsing. Do you know how many shows I've killed? <laughs> think long, yeah, think long and hard, Tim. Think, think, yeah, think about exactly. that. Listen, listen, I've, I've had, I've had uh, uh, more people like me on than by Ron, so he can't oh. kill anything. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Once I go on a show, I never get an invite back, and they know why. <laughs> Anyways, uh, speaking about your show, I actually have a clip here. I, I think it's from your show. So can we play that uh, clip, Anna? He's a cat. Flushing the toilet, 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 he does not care if he's wasting water. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know where that came from? Seriously, no. Where did it come from? 
Well, it, it was pretty cool, actually. This guy from uh, uh, Florida uh, got this huge, like, uh, $10,000 water bill. And they couldn't figure out, you know, he thought it was a broken line and everything else. And finally he put security cameras in. And he found out that his cat used to go in the bathroom and flush the toilet all day long. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I love it. I'm an animal lover, so uh, I can see that happening. And that's a true story. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, listen, Kat says her daughter is dancing to that uh, ditty, little ditty, so uh, she liked that. <laughs> well, you, you know what? You're not going to get that out of your brain once it's, you've heard it. It's, yeah. it's an, etched in there forever. Thanks. Uh, so, thanks. anyways, enough about me and my cat's flushing toilet. Let's talk about Tim and his cat's flushing the toilet. <clears throat> so, Kim, Kim, uh, yeah, Kim do we, you had a Wilson? twin sister that I didn't know about? Or, or, wait a minute, are you like that, that character that just was in the Miss Universe? You were a female and now you're a male. You know what? Sometimes you have to go and you have to do what you got to do. <laughs> okay. You know what? It's 2012. Live like you want to live, baby, because it don't matter. You just go out and have some fun. All right. Yeah. Live like it's 1999. <laughs> I used to live like it was 1999, but then I like had to pay more bills, so I'd rather be right where I am now. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. So, so Tim is actually, uh, he's not only a radio host, but he's also written a, a book, which I have in my grimy little hands right now by my buddies at Schiffler Publisher, and it's called The Ghost of Buffalo. And so I have to ask, why Buffalo? Buffalo is my hometown. It's where I was born. It's where I've lived most of my life. And I wanted to go and compile something that not just took the main and big hauntings that everybody hears about, but also to include a lot of the smaller ones that people have no idea about. I wanted to go and put a lot of history into it, so I, I think I was able to accomplish that. It is. It's kind of a cool book. It was, you know what? To be honest with you, it's a lot better than some of the ones I've seen out there. Is that like an endorsement? I'm not, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if Van Helsing gives it the thumbs up, it's good. Yeah. Sounds like an endorsement to me, Ron. No, it is a good book, and it really is. And and for those who uh, didn't get to, uh, you know, see the video of the cat flushing the toilet, I, I posted that on our on our page, which is what Ian. Uh, we're on Facebook at Ghost Chronicles Dash Next Generation. Oh, look! There's the kitty flushing the toilet. There he is. Good job. Good job. So, Ron. anyways, if you want to call in too and have a question for uh, Reverend Tim or and our cat's flushing toilets, uh, you can call in at 877-864-4869 or join us live in the Tojanet chat room. Anyways, uh, Reverend Ten does, well, I don't know where to start. We got the show, we got the, the book. What do you want to start? Well, you know, before I mess this all up, as I've already Listen, done for the past 10 minutes. I'm, I'm going to throw it right back at you. You can start wherever you want. It's all good to me. But well, I have a question about the book. Sure. So, so. Uh, see, my daughter. Oh, pushy today, yeah, aren't you? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm wicked pushy now. All these, all this uh, time spent with you, you know. Yeah, pushy. The flushing. Yeah, okay. So my daughter got accepted to um, Buffalo State. Oh, and, excellent school. Yeah. Excellent school. Beautiful. It's a beautiful location, right on Elmwood uh, Avenue. Mm -hmm. It's uh, uh, right across the street from the Albright Knox Gallery. It's just a phenomenal place to be. Uh, well, she's she's not. Quite, I don't think she's going to end up there, but she was accepted there, and it's it's you know it's in the running. Um, but any hauntings there? Wanted to anything you know State, about? Uh, we, there are some, but I won't go and uh, 
the reason I didn't include any at Buff State was mm -hmm. the reason that they are uh, private dorm rooms, mm -hmm. and I don't want to go and I don't want to put the any kind of uh, <laughs> any, any kind of notoriety right now on mm -hmm. that area. There are certain things here in in in, in and I'm sure out where you guys are. Yeah. That there's hauntings that you do not want uh, a lot of people to know about, and it's not because I'm hoarding the the information. It's mm -hmm. the fact that I don't want people to go and bother. Let's say right. that the people who are living in the dorms at this time, where like some of the cemeteries up here, mm -hmm. uh, they're very very old, and uh, a lot of the the stones are fragile, and I really don't want people kind of just traipsing through there, you know, haphazardly, you know, in the, in the evening or whatever. So that's one of the main reasons why I do kind of, I didn't kind of put anything in there. Although across the street, uh, yep. the Albright Knox Gallery, there are several hauntings that are associated with paintings. And wow. right across the Squajacota Expressway, right up on Mirror Lake, Mm -hmm. is the uh, Erie, Buffalo and Erie County Historical Society, which I personally have investigated several times. And Ooh. there is a lot going on in there. There's uh, the ghost of a director. We uh, actually got an EVP uh, saying his name. Mm. And there's also a lot of, more, I would say, more residual than, in, than intelligent. We have, I really didn't get a lot of back and forth conversation, but I did get a lot of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, you know, just, I, I hate to say run-of-the-mill specters or apparitions. We did, see, we did see a child there. I mean, when you're in, the, I mean, when you've done it for a while, you know, a ghost has got to come up and kind of slap you in the back of the head to really impress you. But, uh, I mean, we have seen things and we've seen lights in there. So, I mean, it's a it's a pretty interesting place. The Elmwood District is part of the old Pan, Amer uh, Pan American Exposition of 1901, oh, wow. where President uh, William McKinley was fatally uh, shot and wounded. Really? So there's a lot to it, and a lot is he, of like, the hanging around there by any chance. Actually, left over, you know, are actually on the sites of, of where he was killed. Wow, very cool. So it's very that's a really, uh, you know, it's a ripe area for this sort of thing. Ripe. Oh, it is. It, it very much is. And and what people don't understand is that you know when everybody thinks of Buffalo, New York, the first thing that they think is you know gobs and gobs of snow. Which no. we do get on occasion, but uh, the cultural heritage here is is just phenomenal. Mm. The paranormal heritage here is it's it's probably one of the richest places that I've you know that I've been in my life. So uh, you know, but of course, every place has got every place is haunted. Every place has got their 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 legends. So uh, you know, we're just we just happen to be blessed with an overabundance. <laughs> You know, I wonder if it's got anything to do with where it's situated uh, near the Great Lakes and everything else. And you know, I know I grant there's a lot of history there, of course, but because uh, that was kind of like the gateway to Canada, but uh, or something. I don't know, gateway to somewhere anyway. But um, it, you know, maybe it has something to do with the, the, the bodies of the water or the situation there, and perhaps the, the where it is in the earth. I have to agree with you because this is a very highly creative area. We have artisans from all over the world that come up to uh, uh, the Niagara Frontier, which we're a part of. And, uh, yeah, I have to say that, I mean, we've got quartz in the ground. We've got uh, rushing waters, which really uh, lend into uh, uh, 
psychic energy, which is believed. I will say believed because I don't want to go and throw it right out there because a lot of people will say, ah, it's malarkey. But I happen to believe that it does. Also, uh, as a gateway, we have uh, this, this area was uh, populated by Neolithic Indians, which predate uh, like the modern Iroquois Confederacy. We have uh, examples of uh, Hopewell and Mississippian mounds that have been left over. Uh, and one of the ones in the Lewiston, New York, which has been excavated, found uh, chert, which is a uh, flint-like material they used for arrowheads from the Mohawk Valley, which is you know, up, up towards Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. They found redstone, pipestone from Minnesota, and they found teeth from the great white shark uh, wow. from the... Mexico. That's how extensive the trade routes were here. So right. this yeah. is a very, very important crossroads for both Native American and uh, post-European uh, occupation periods. Right. Well, it makes sense. You know, right on the water. There. And you have Fort Niagara, which I understand you're doing an event there. Uh, did that go by yet? No, I think it's coming up, right? Oh, it's coming up on the 14th. Yeah, I was a, uh, I was a docent there, volunteer for many years. And... Uh, that's what we consider as an overlay archaeological site because it was a transitional hunting fishing camp, uh, Neolithic times. We're going about anywhere between three to 5,000 years. Then we've got uh, the, uh, the explorer LaSalle who made a base there when he went further inland to explore. You've got French occupation. You've got uh, English occupation. All <laughs> before, uh, the War of 1812, you know, when the Americans won it back over. So, I mean, there's a lot to this area. So, I mean, historically, um, if you were to go and uh, make it look like uh, a geo, a geo, you know, I, I not say the word, guys. But anyway, if you may, if you were to map this out, it would be an incredible, an incredible, uh, an incredible looking uh, cultural map because there's just it's just so rich and so many heritages there. An awesome place. Uh, if for those who have never visited Fort Niagara, it's definitely it is awesome. The, even if it isn't, you don't want to go for paranormal. Yeah. Just go. It's really yeah, the a cool oldest place. building on the Great Lakes, the uh, yeah. French Manor House, which they call the castle. Yeah, and, I, I've been uh, there probably about three times, maybe four times, I might think. And of course, yeah. uh, I've had some fond memories there as well. Yeah, we went up there a few years ago um, and stopped. Well, the kids were little when we went there, and, and you uh, didn't it's, stop and say hi. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know you then, Tim. <laughs> you know what? My my wife might have had met you then because I think she flashed one of the park ranges at that time. <laughs> Listen, after, nice. after all the Polish and Russian and Ukrainian tourists that have flashed me over the years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but it, the, the view is amazing. But, I mean, it's it's like you're on the ocean. Because, I mean, I can't imagine that a lake is that big, you know? Lake Ontario, which Niagara River empties into, is is just absolutely beautiful. And on a, on a good night, I mean, you can see uh, the skyline of Toronto. So, I mean, it's just, it's just so beautiful there. That's and then a beautiful you have, city, uh, too. Of course, you have uh, Niagara on the Lake, which is a beautiful uh, uh, Canadian uh, town, which is directly, directly across from Fort Niagara. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful spot. Yeah, one of my fondest memories was we ate at this lovely restaurant there. This was oh, years and years and years ago, probably when you were just a gleam in the milkman's eye, uh, and, and uh, <laughs> that, 
<laughs> and, we, nice. and we had dinner right on this little balcony and, and overlooking the falls, and they had the the lights on at night. And it was it was really cool, and that was it was really a good memory for me uh, mm-hmm. of Niagara. It was a nice trip. Anyways, I'm, I reminisce. Excuse me. Oh. That happens when you get the Anheuser disease. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> So, Tim, you have an event coming up there on, on April 14th, and, and this is, uh, I mean, tell us a little bit about it, because uh, what, what are you guys going to be doing there? Well, up there, we have uh, uh, an ideal events, uh, or I should say an ideal management events. Uh, yeah, uh, Mark Ray going on. We have uh, the Godfather himself, John Zaffa, stopping in. We have uh, Steve Gonzalez and Dave Tango. And we are going to go and let people just investigate that place until it can't be investigated any longer. It is, uh, well, it, it, it's an amazing place. It really is. Uh, I, I've been going out there since I was a small child, and uh, I've had so many things happen to me there that, uh, you know, after a while, when you start hearing footsteps or door slamming, you go, eh, okay, no <laughs> You know, but I mean, oh, just, oh, you, know, you got like that. You, I mean, every volunteer up there has a, has a ghost story, something that's happened to them. But <laughs> you get used to it. It's, it's it's funny to say a lot of people will say, "Are you crazy?" But it, yeah, until something gets like really nasty or or a little pushy, uh, you hey. just go with it, and and it's accepted because of the fact of the, you know so much history that's happened there, and and the deaths and all the burials and. Uh, you know that that happened in that vicinity. Yeah, it's it's an awesome place, and uh, I mean, how do, they call you Reverend Tim? So, I mean, where did that come from? Where does that come from? I took an ordination uh, through a spiritualist church when I studied through it. I have most of my uh, training has been through the uh, NSAP, the National Spiritualist Association of Churches. Uh, I've taken classes through the Morris Pratt Institute, and uh, I got ordained because I just felt it was the proper thing to do. Uh, I've been doing this. Uh, the religion of spiritualism has been in my family since the 1880s. I was brought up Roman Catholic, but my uh-huh. dad's family was all spiritualist. So uh, I live about an hour's drive away from the Enclave of Lilydale, which is a small spiritualist community. So oh, yeah. I, mean, I, spent, I spent a lot of summers out there, and, you know, it just rang true. So I, when the time was right, I decided to uh, take the plunge so that I could mm-hmm. work a little bit more, and I could go. And, and I've served everything from spiritualist churches, traditional spiritualist churches, through uh, metaphysical Christian churches. Hmm. That's pretty neat. So can you marry, marry people? Right. We, I we marry them, I bury them, baby. <laughs> No, Ron, I'm not planning on ever getting married again, thanks. Well, you know what? Can we do an internet internet marriage? I mean, I know that Valor has really got the hearts for me, so, I mean, and I, you, know, you know I love Valor's voice, so, I mean, and she wants to be Valor Van Helsing, so, I, I, I mean, this might just happen, you know, I just might get it done and over with, you know? Well, uh, St. Chan might have something to say about that. Well, I could be Mormon. <laughs> and You're you know, polygamy, huh? You, you, you guys know where the Mormon religion started? About no. 35 miles, about 35 miles east of Rochester, New York, which is not that far away from Buffalo. Uh-huh. Ira, where the angel Moroni gave Joseph Smith the prophet the uh, golden tablets in which the uh, 
the Mormon Bible, the Book of Mormon, has was was translated and written from. Oh my goodness! Wow. I have the Book of Ron. There you go. If that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> anyway, um, Tim, you know we 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 do talk. I mean, we're we doing events up in New York, aren't we? Next in May, someplace. Where, where the heck? What are we going? What are we going to New York yet? Yeah, yeah, we're going to New York, May nineteenth. Going to be down at Collinwood. And that's in Oneida. Is Oneida near Buffalo? Oneida is a couple hours away. Holy moly! You're not yeah, that far away. It's about a two-hour drive, I think. Oh, wow. oh bummer! I know. <laughs> it's going to take All us right. like six hours to get there. <laughs> yeah, two I know. It's like ah. Uh... Oh well, so we'll be there out there anyways in Oneida at the Collinwood. And yes, we're really? excited about that. Did, did you hear anything about the Collinwood, uh, uh, Reverend Tim? No, Tim? I have not. I've heard of it, and I've heard people that have stayed there, but I never covered it. And I've and I'd really like to go there and experience it someday. Oh, it's awesome! And uh, in fact, uh, they're probably yeah, they are. They're in the chat room. Uh, Brian and Jerry from the Collinwood. The the, the end is. It's really the Farnham House. It's one of the oldest. Uh, houses in Oneida and it's haunted and all that crap. But the, um, the whole inn is done up in the uh, Dark Shadows motif. They actually have all the antiques and everything. It's really cool. You remember Dark Shadows, though? That was at, way after you were born. I remember Dark Shadows, and I'll tell you a little story about Dark Shadows. My, my mother's family is all from uh, Boston, Jamaica Plains. They're all from Squanum. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. When we used to go up there, Dorchester, the Heights, when mm-hmm. we used to go there to visit, that was one of the highlights because here in Buffalo, we never got dark shadows. People up here had no idea what dark really? shadows. Really? When Why? I came up, yeah, yeah, when I, when I would go up to New England, I could not wait. Every day that I was there, <laughs> after vacation, summer, whatever, I would plant myself in front of the TV set so I could watch Barnabas Collins and everybody. <laughs> I I love the original. The original version was phenomenal. Right. Oh, that's funny. And, 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 that's because it was a New England show. It was about New England. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. They did here in Buffalo. It never went because uh, people 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 felt that it was uh, too scary because it followed a, a, a children's show. So oh, well. it right. never just never got never caught on. Hmm. That's anyway, funny because. So, I'll go ahead. the break there, so you're going to have to hold your breath in until okay. we're done talking. All right. Oh, you got something quick to say? You got 15 seconds. Hurry up. Hurry nope. up. Nope. Go ahead. Hurry go up. ahead. Hurry up. Hurry up. Nope. Go. Nope. All right. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with the blonde bombshell herself, Miss Ann Kerrigan, in New England's own Van Helsink, whoever he is. And our very special guest today has been the Reverend Tim Shaw from the Black Cat Lounge and author of... Ghosts of Buffalo. Anyways, we'll be right back after the following messages here on TojiNet. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Get ready to laugh along with this little parent stayed home with Ali Loprit. 
Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togenet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopri. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian and our special guest, Reverend Tim Shaw. And I noticed in the chat room they were talking a little bit about the uh, new Dark Shadows uh, film that's coming out mm-hmm. uh, with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is really cool. But there's actually a, a, another movie that's coming out in, in this month, I believe, and uh, my son's taking me for my birthday, and it is all about the Nazis on the moon, and they escape. <laughs> They escape after World War II and go to the moon, and really? then they reinvade Earth. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Anything's got Nazi in it's going to be great. <laughs> this sounds they're awful. The ultimate, the, wait a minute, they're the ultimate enemy. you got to love them. I, I guess. Boy, if they uh, chopped that up and made that, uh, I could really get nailed. I better not run for office. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, with us is the Reverend Tim Shaw of the Black Cat Lounge. Are you? Hello? Hello there. Yep. Oh, good. He's still there. Still here. <laughs> I thought he ran away. <laughs> well, you know, that cat Ron was threatening to, to hang up stuff. on me, but, you know, I know he wouldn't do that. No. Now, the thing that I wanted to say about, um, you know, the whole Barnabas Collins thing, I can't no, remember being... Hmm? Go back on that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, but I was a little, little girl, and, and it's funny because Tim said it followed a children's show. Mm-hmm. And I can remember... Wanting to watch it, but being so scared, I was, like, hiding behind the chair. And then my mother wouldn't let me watch it. Really? So I can see how that would be a problem in that time slot. <laughs> I think I was that way with Godzilla, but that's all right. So, uh, Reverend Tim, I mean, I, your book is, like, really cool. The one thing I like about it, it's got a lot of unusual places. You know, it's not just, like, the regular old haunted house. It's... You know, there are a million old haunted houses. But it's got, you know, I mean, there's, there's something like the underground civil water casement. Civil war casement, say that five times. <laughs> and, and there are churches in there, and, there, and there's, there's other things. I mean, was it a good book to research? Was it, was it fun? Did you get to investigate these places? I got to uh, visit most of them, and uh, I've got to investigate uh, the vast majority. And the ones I actually didn't investigate... I really relied on people who had firsthand knowledge. So it was great. But I included churches. And that's a lot of people ask me, why, why did you put churches in there? But I'm a, you know, even though I'm a spiritualist and we're not, we don't really believe in saints and that sort of thing, I'm a big Father Baker guy up here. Father Nelson Baker was such a remarkable man. And he built from just about nothing a, a wonderful complex that, uh, that, that, you know, you know, that saved countless, countless children and, and trained them and created orphanages at a time when 
you know, uh, epidemics swept through Buffalo and and uh, a home for unwed mothers and a church. And, and his legacy really lasts to this day. And he's on the fast track to becoming a saint. <laughs> and there are so many miracles that are attributed to this man alone that I started looking around. And uh, right here in my hometown of Chicktawaga, which means land of the crab apple in, in its in native center. Oh, they still have a crab. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but there's another church. I mean, uh, it's just they just call it the chapel. It's uh, uh, Our Lady, Our Lady Help of Christians, and uh, that is another healing place. And then one of the churches I served years ago in East Aurora, New York, uh, the First Spiritualist Temple of East Aurora. That is another uh, place that has regular healing services, and has had many, many things attributed to it. So I thought these places were special, and I wanted to show people that you know what paranormal investigations and the paranormal just is not ghosts that go knock you know knocking on walls and go bumps in the night mm-hmm. if you go out there and you start looking in your own hometown you start to see a, such a rich diversity mm-hmm. i mean there was nothing more disgusting to me than sitting at a group uh, uh of people sitting you know around and we, we're all discussing discussing little places to go and, and places to investigate and having the majority of these people sit around and go Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing that hasn't been investigated, that not investigated. Oh, oh there's nothing me. here. There's no, and it's like, are you kidding me? All you got to do is just look around, and this area is just so rich. And that's why I included like Native American witchcraft, and uh, I, you know, uh, the murders that happened because of Native American witchcraft. I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. You, you throw in the churches. You throw in, uh, I mean, the multitude of of urban legends, uh, places of higher learning, places, you know, I mean, I, I live next to the old, I live pretty close to the old Alexander School. What, people, what's that? Uh, it's, it's a, it was a former grammar school, and people that worked there at night, I mean, they were, they were terrified of being in there. I mean, they're <laughs> the over custodial staff, I mean, they, you couldn't keep people in there. People <laughs> quit a job to get out of there. So, I mean, it's, it's all over, and all you have to do is get out there and either ask questions or do some just a little bit of research. And the research to me was was so wonderful. Well, there's a place in uh, Tonawanda, New York, near the Erie Canal, you know, where mm-hmm. it still flows to there. And it was all about a ghost that appeared one night out of nothingness. And there was a, uh, of course, there's a cemetery, the Sweeney uh, Family Cemetery, which is right, or Sweeney Street Cemetery, which is right behind it. Mm-hmm. And this ghost terrorized people for weeks. And in that, also in that cemetery, I, you know, so I'm researching this, this, this story. I find out that a freed black woman who was a root worker lived in the area and was buried in an unmarked grave in that little cemetery. And for years and years and years after she died and after her, her cabin just fell into disrepair and I think it burned. All the wild flowers that she had used for medicines, they were still growing there. And people, all the, you know, all the old timers could remember it. I, I thought that was that was just a phenomenal piece of history that people, you know, they just don't get. They don't look for it. And, right. and I, I, my big goal is to inspire people to look in their own hometown for adventures. And that's what I want. I want people to open their eyes up and, you know, not just say, let's not, you know, I mean, I covered some, I covered Iron Island. Uh, I covered, uh, you know, some, you know, the Buffalo Central Terminal, Fort Niagara. These are major spots. 
But go out there and look for something that hasn't been discovered. Look out there, and it's not that hard to find. Listen, if everything's haunted, anybody can find it. (laughs) Don't you think, Tim, just about everywhere's haunted somewhere? Something to do with something? Every place that man has ever walked is haunted. Man has left behind something. There (laughs) is no place that's not haunted if you look. If you look close enough. You know what? Everybody go home and start investigating their own houses, if you did, and you're going to find something there eventually. Nope, not mine. (laughs) And And it is true. I mean, even in my, you know, little bitty town here, I mean, every time... Uh, I'm out at a community thing. I have someone else walk up to me and say, hey, oh, I think I got something in my house and this and that. And I mean, it's, it's a, a richly historical, um, area. And I, I mean, I know our, our town goes back to, you know, what, late 1600s. Um, so but I mean, that's the, the thing, the, you don't need the age. You can, you can, I mean, well, right, really but I mean, Somebody's always got a story. Everywhere yeah. I go. Everywhere I go. And yeah, the, the, problem, the problem, with, you know, at most ghost hunters and everything else, they just figure, ooh, I've got to go to an old, scary place to find the ghost. That's not true. I mean, no, modern yeah. houses are haunted for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, you know what, guys? Down at, right on Main Street in, in Buffalo, New York. Now, in 1813, during the War of 1812, the British in retaliation for the American forces burning out uh, uh, York, which is the village or the township of uh, Niagara-on-the-Lake, and mm-hmm. forcing them out in, in, during the wintertime and, and making them just about starve that, that winter, they burnt Buffalo to the ground. Now, Sarah Lovejoy, uh, her husband was in the militia. They were driven through the town. Sarah Lovejoy refused to leave her house. It was a, a nicer house. It was a nicer home. During that time period... Native American allies were not paid money. They pretty much fought for slaves, captives, uh, booty, anything they could find. You know, uh, uh, these were all the prizes of war that they could take back with them. So, a Native American warrior entered the house, started stripping stuff off, the, you know, off the walls, started trying to to, to uh, take blankets or whatever. And Sarah Lovejoy fought with him, and he tomahawked her to death. Yeah. Eventually, the house was burned and, you know, burned to the ground. Well, at 435 Main Street, there is a new modern building. Uh, I forget how many stories it is, but it's, it, you know, it's a large building. It's, the Ellicott, it's, it's, it's one of the Ellicott uh, uh, Cork buildings. And, gee, there's a woman with red hair that is seen wandering like the second floor. And it's like, gee, red hair. Let's look. Sarah Lovejoy had red hair. This is something that they rem- that they remember. And what else is unique about Sarah Lovejoy? And again, we're that this is going back to the fact that uh, it is a modern building. Now let's go back even a little bit. You know, let's look into Sarah Lovejoy a little bit more. She has two graves. One at Forest Lawn, which is our big, big cemetery here, where everybody is buried. Anybody have any importance? She has a, a you know stone in the family plot. Yet there's another stone way, probably about a good hour, hour and a half's drive away near Batavia, New York. It's, you know, the same woman. And all you had to do is just pull a couple records here and there, and we find out that her husband came back, collected her bones in a handkerchief, because, of course, I mean, it was the, the house was inflamed. Uh. And uh, he took them out to, uh, you know, her 
you know, families, you know, the little family farm to be buried next to her sister. Mm-hmm. What we have here in Buffalo is a memorial to her. And right. it's, again, you know, you look at these things. Here's a brand new, here's a new modern building that's haunted. Why is it haunted? There you go. All you had to do is look. It's on the exact 435 Main Street. It's right there. You can stand in front of the building and, and just look at it. You know, it's, it's, it's just it's mind-blowing when you start looking at it like in, in those terms. Absolutely. So, Mr. Tim, how long have you been really interested in, you know, well, first of all, how long have you had your show, which is the Black Cat Lounge on uh, Parax on uh, Thursday nights, I believe, at 8 o'clock? They went, well, let's see, I've had the Black Cat Lounge for about four and a half years uh, when I was strong-armed into doing it. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I've always, I've, I love the show. It's, it's just a lot of fun, and I get a chance to talk to great people. But I've been doing this, uh, well, I was introduced into the spiritualist community uh, about right around 1963. So I used to go to I used to go to Sunday Lyceums down in Lilydale, and when we'd go out to visit the relatives and stuff. So I... You know, I've been doing this just about my whole life. And, and what, what what type of guests do you have on the show besides uh, ghost people? I know you do have some ghost people, but you, you, you go into different things as well, which I, I find interesting. Well, the reason, and I'm going to tell you why I do that. When I was growing up, uh, the paranormal was not just ghosts. I mean, just the paranormal, just being ghosts is relatively new. It came with all the uh, the stuff that happened with sci-fi and the ghost hunters and all those all those shows. But when I was growing up, UFOs, Bigfoot, uh, witches, uh, uh, it was it was all part of it. So I grew up with sort of a broad uh, interpretation of what I thought the paranormal was, and I have uh, I just have this natural curiosity. I really do. Uh, I just, you know, I'm just one of these people that, uh, you know, I, I finish one project and I roll into another. Uh, so, I mean, I love it. I mean, I love everything, anything that has to do with energy healing. I absolutely love that. Uh, I absolutely, you know, I, I look for uh, good guests, decent guests, guests that have different I guess different ways of looking at things. You know, I've, I have people coming on talking about interdimensional UFOs. I have uh, a guy like Bill Bean coming on talking about, uh, you know, his beliefs and, in, 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 you know, his Christian beliefs and the way they've kind of morphed over the years. I have uh, a good friend of mine, Ray Buckland, the guy that brought the, the Wiccan religion here to the U.S. back in the 50s. I have, oh, you know him? Ray, you know Ray Buckland? Oh, I love Ray. Ray's a, Ray is, is, is probably one of the most humblest and and tr- a truly a, a gentleman that you'll ever want to meet. I, yeah, I, we had I him on the show before. I remember him when I was a kid. I mean, when yeah. he was a kid, he remembers me. I think. Can <laughs> <laughs> say wow. <laughs> he was, I mean, I love people like that. And what I have found is over the years that I've been doing this a show and 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 getting out there and meeting people. That uh, I and I don't want to feel I don't want I don't want to do be get into a preachy mode, but I'm a real big, big believer that spirit kind of goes and directs us in the way we're supposed to be directed, and 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 opens up networking opportunities for you. And uh, you know I have to say that uh, especially the last ten fifteen years has been a truly an amazing rise. And boy, the, the Parax I can't thank them enough for uh, allowing me to connect with such amazing people such as the two of you as a matter of fact 
Yeah, well, you know what? You know, all this lovey-dovey stuff doesn't get you anywhere in this show. I want you to know that. <laughs> well, thank you, but I'll take it. <laughs> that's because that's you're easy. Everybody knows yes. that. Oh, you better watch out. My husband's in the chat room. He's going to beat you up. <laughs> uh, well, won't be the first time I've been beaten up by a husband, that's for sure. Uh, anyways, do you, you know, we have a, a, a quite an interesting place here in Massachusetts uh, called Dungeon Rock. Did you ever hear about that in, in regards no, to the spiritualist movement? No, I did not, as a matter of fact. Is that, that wasn't close to, no, that's in Massachusetts. I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of places in Maine where there were other camps. This was uh, this was actually it's, a, it's got a really neat story, and I, I know that Bob uh, Lung he's in the chat room. I, I see him there, and he just did an investigation there. He's been there quite a few times. In fact, uh, Maureen and myself did a, uh, a, a podcast from there as well. Uh, but it, basically, the story, and I'm, I'm going to do this pretty quick, is there was back in colonial times there was a uh, pirate, uh, and his crew came into the harbor. I believe it's Lynn, and then they were going in the woods to bury their treasure and the British caught wind of it and they cut them off in the woods and they ambushed them and they got three of them but uh, the one guy got away and he went into Dungeon Rock and buried his treasure in there and he hid out in there and then what he would do is he'd go into the town and work as a, a cobbler or a, or a handyman or whatever and he lived in there for a long time and then there was an earthquake and he was killed. Well, fast forward a few years later, uh, a spiritualist uh, makes contact with the spirit there, and uh, the spirit's going to tell him where the treasure is buried. So he starts, buys all the land. They start a uh, a uh, camp there, a spiritualist camp, and uh, they go digging for this treasure. Uh, but lo and behold, they never did find it. So it, it's it's a cool story, and uh, it's got a lot of history to it, but definitely a cool place to go. Those are the stories that you want. Those are just see. You know, I'm a firm believer that when a society loses its mythology, it loses a great part of who they are, of their identity, and that's why I feel it's so important that areas and regions collect all of these stories and hold on to them, have them published, uh, put them in some kind of uh, historic context, because yeah, you know, you guys know as well as I do. Within every urban legend, within every legend, there has to be a little flicker of truth. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're looking for. And that's what you want. You want to be able to hold on to these things for future generations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we have a woman in town here who's kind of, you know, looked on as the town historian. And she's your go-to person, you know, and she's in and she might be 80 i'm not sure how old she is now but uh you know i just as old as van helsing is that what you're trying to say yeah no one's older than van helsing yeah. <laughs> she might be 100 like him i don't know but yeah she's she if you want to hear the history of this town all you have to do is ask her and she's she knows it all you know which is so anyways, better. by the oh. way, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation here on TojiNet. And if you have a question for Reverend Tim or the Blonde Bomb Show or yourself, you can call at 877-864-4869. It's 877-864-4869. Or join us live in the TojiNet chat room, and you can pose your question there, or they can go where else in. They can hop on our Facebook page at Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. 
And I, yeah. I believe that we have another Beyond Bazaar available oh. to uh, hear tonight. So, Anna, if we have that queued up, can we play that, please? Anna? Anna, Anna, Anna. Maybe he had a point. An agoraphobic man who had vowed never to leave the house again after he was assaulted at age 18 decided, after 30 years of self-induced imprisonment, to take a walk outside. But the strain of being out was too much for him. He suffered a heart attack while strolling along. And the accidental tourist. A tourist visiting San Francisco in 1964 was involved in a minor cable car accident. As a result, she sued the city of San Francisco, claiming that the incident had turned her into a nymphomaniac. She won the case and received an award of $50,000. Another terrifying tale from the Book of the Bazaar, available wherever books are sold. Hmm. <laughs> so is that your excuse? I am not going to dignify that question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you being as large as you are, that's what I was talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> that didn't work either, did it? No. You're just digging your hole deeper. Okay, that was Beyond Bizarre by my good friend, Vala Ventura, <laughs> soon to be Vala Van Helsink. Anyways. <laughs> I noticed that sometimes you also uh, do uh, kind of a show with, um, uh, I, I guess I can call it my good friend, that's if she's still speaking to me, uh, Marla Brooks. Absolutely. We do uh, uh, some phenomenal shows. They're called the Rev and Witt Shows, and uh, her show fo- immediately follows my show, Stirring the Cauldron Follows the Black Cat Lounge at 9 o'clock. And when we combine them, we try to find guests that are really – uh, different. Uh, sometimes it can be a, a little edgy, but this last show we had was phenomenal. Someone who I look up to, Echo Bodine. She is a, a, uh-huh. a really a phenomenal medium, and yep. I and I will. I'll be totally honest, and I said this to her on the show that even though I've taken so many classes and I've taken a lot of training, I learned so much from her books, and the reason why I did that was the way she writes is just so, well, I mean, it's common sense. She makes it really easy to understand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, especially when you're you're dealing with something that may be in a home, a residential uh, haunting where, you know, you've got to counsel the people more than investigate. Uh, right. her, uh, her books have been invaluable to me. She was great. We had her on the show not that long ago. Um, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> well, it wasn't that long ago, but yeah, she was she was really interesting, and and uh, I enjoyed her book as well. I totally agree that with that. Uh, so you got that book, Anne? Is that that was one of the ones you received? Yes, yes. That's, that's my, so good. Unlike you didn't uh, get packages. you didn't get Reverend Ten's Ghost of Buffalo, though, did you? No, I didn't. That's a shame. It is a shame. <laughs> So I mean, let, let's uh, one of the, the stories from the, uh, your book uh, Ghosts of Buffalo is is about a theater. Actually, I think there's a couple theaters in there. But uh, uh, wouldn't you think uh, 
I mean, you always think of theaters, you know, they always talk about, you know, some actor that died in stage or whatever. I mean, when you investigated this one uh, for the book, what did you, I mean, did you believe it? Did you, you know, was there enough evidence to make you believe it or is it just because it well, go ahead, talk, you, you talk about it. Well, and I'm talking about Shea's Buffalo Theater, by the way. I was going to say, because I inter- I, I've uh, uh, worked three of them, actually, and, and covered three of them in the book. Right. And I can, actually, I can actually say, out of the three of them, one actually had what I believe was an intelligent haunting where we got some interaction. But I have to say that like the, the, the Riviera and, the, uh, and Buffalo Shea's, these were places of great emotion. And I am a firm believer that... Emotion imprints on the vibrational fabric of the of the area or of the building. So I believe that ninety percent of everything that goes on in these buildings are, you know, just just a recording. But uh, you know, there's 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 a woman that that claims that she saw the uh, Michael Shea, the owner of Shea's. Uh, mm-hmm. Standing, you know, behind her, asking her what she thought of a play. Uh, there is, I mean, a lot of the actors are very, very superstitious there because they really, they don't know. They just don't know. Uh, there is, a, and and I'm, a, and again, I'm a big believer on imprints. There is in one of the ladies' rooms. There's this huge mirror. This, I'm six, I'm six two, and this mirror towers over me. <laughs> and it's not. It was never in the actual bathroom you know during the heyday it was brought in later on and some ladies come in there and they don't feel very comfortable sometimes in there i walked in there and i'll tell you what the first thing that came into my brain was peeper (laughs) peeper and and that's what pretty much what the general consensus is that there is a, a male intelligent entity that's associated with this large mirror and he likes to look at the ladies. So I mean, these are these are things that you know you just you just get along with it. Uh, but residual. I mean, when I stand on those stairs, I can just feel generations of people walking up and down those stairs. It's just it's just that strong. And I know other people who uh, they claim not to have any kind of psychic or mediumship abilities have felt the same thing. I can't believe the pizza's here. Pizza that means we're going to wrap dead. it up. Wow. Oh, man, that just flew by. Our, our people in the chat room want to know uh, what you were doing in the ladies' room, Tim. I was investigating. <laughs> you know what, Tim? Uh, you know, i got to be totally honest with you. Since I started investigating, I have spent more time in ladies' rooms than I have in men's rooms. Man's got to have a hobby, Ron. That's right. Remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be king, as Mel Brooks used to say. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. So, how about Anyways, a, a website yeah, we a, for Reverend Tim? A re- website, right? Good idea. Yes. Well, you guys can check out what's going on at the Black Cat Lounge, and you guys can listen to my podcast and see what else is going on, the events that uh, uh, I'm either going to be at or some great events that are going on by just going to www.theblackcatlounge.net. Make sure you put the T-H-E in there or you'll go to a porno site in Austin, Texas. Oh, really? Let me type that in. That's very important. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for alerting us to my God, it is. Somebody had to do it. <laughs> he went right to it, didn't he? <laughs> I, th- I think Van Helsing is already looking on the other computer. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what do you mean? I'm a computer. I got like five computers going here when I do the show. 
got the stacks, got the chat room, got this and that. It's like whatever. Anyways, especially when I'm, we're on Parax, too, it gets even more crazy. Yes. But anyways, Rev, we want to thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we've heard so much about you in the Black Cat Lounge. And, uh, you know, of course, Mala just thinks you're the hostess ass. So I guess, can I say that? Yes, I am. That's my, that's, that's my true spiritual little sister. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, you know, great as always, light, my friend. It was an honor, guys. Have a great evening. You too, Tim. Uh, thank you. You too. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. All right, so we got to wrap it up. I just want to mention a couple more things before we hit the tunes, and I think the tunes are right here. Yep. Uh, we have a paranormal, my paranormal study group 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 meets next Tuesday, and we will have a. Uh, live interaction section uh, session with uh, Steve Parsons. He's a uh, the Mr. Parascience himself, and from the UK, uh, he was on Most Haunted, and of course, uh, uh, he's a really uh, skeptical guy. And we're looking at uh, EMF, and we're going to be looking at full spectrum cameras, which are going to be kind of cool. And then this month's uh, Dining with the Dead on the 24th, we're going to have Thomas D'Agostino. Uh, at the Haunted Window Restaurant. So, good night, everybody. Good night. God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, long legged beasties, and things that go bumper in the night. Deliver us good luck.